Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Listen, number one, am I having a Twix for breakfast with my coffee? Yes, I am. Because if people can have biscotti, I can have a Twix. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, November 19th. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. How's it going, everybody? Hey, Tassie. Got my Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey! Yo! Yo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the other side of the pond. It's Lee Ellis. Hello, 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 me old mateys. How we doing over there? (laughs) Oh, boy. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's super producer JD. Hello! There he is, and here we are. Lee, I know people are going to be curious, especially in the stream team. Why? Are you in England? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys know we'll be back in the studio soon. We've got Thanksgiving next week. It's a bit of a short week. So I thought I'd uh, take this opportunity to come and catch up with some friends and family that I haven't seen for a few years. Mm. And uh, hopefully have some fun times and fun stories that I can share with you guys on the show. So uh, that's really all. Just uh, squeezing in a little extra trip to see some uh, some special people in my life. Okay, excellent. Uh, wh- where are you right now? <laughs> what like, room like are you in? specifically? Where am I? I mean, I'm in a little dungeony sort of room in this massive <laughs> complex here. Uh, but it's actually a podcast room. I'm not going to do a whole walk around, but trust okay. me, it's good. I did a test with JD as well <laughs> before the show. I, you know, I was like, oh, I've just got to get it past JD. He's like the last layer of security here, and it, it was good enough, I think, for him. Uh, but I'm in Manchester, and tomorrow I'm going to uh, Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> I talked about it yesterday. Uncle Trigg supposedly he's got tickets for Liverpool Arsenal as of uh, as of uh, what 3 p.m. local time. We don't have tickets to Liverpool last week, so we'll have to see if they are coming through, but uh, uh, hopefully they will. Did you... uh, You took off your glasses, too, there. You're being even more professional across the pond, because there was, I guess, a glare on the uh, the old specs. Yeah, that's the only thing. I've got my own little ring light here, which it's a little bit harder to get the effect of the light further away, so I have to have it up closer. It glares, you see the ring light, so I took the glasses off. So uh, uh, I love that your connection is somehow better uh, in England than it is in your house, like uh, five miles from you. I don't well, care. yeah. Yeah, funny story. Actually, two funny stories. Uh, the, first, the first one, I had a battery um, uh, trans... Uh, what's it called? Like a... Uh, you know, uh, when you when you I've adapter, got the maybe. adapter. That's the word. That's the word. Yeah, uh, my adapter wouldn't work until like forty five minutes ago. It broke, so Uncle Trig had to run out to uh, Boots the pharmacy over here <laughs> to find an adapter. He came back with four adapters. He said, "Try one of these. It got to work." And I said, oh, "I've got. I've probably got enough battery life, but I got to have an adapter." So that worked. And then when I did connect to the Wi-Fi, it's fast. It's not the fastest. I went up to the lady and I said, "Is there a, like a corporate Wi-Fi maybe I could use?" And she's like. What's a corporate wafer? 
And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if you don't know what a corporate Wi-Fi is, then I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you have one. So uh, I'm winging it here on the guest. We'll see how it goes. So far, so good. Cool story, bro. <laughs> wow. I thought, I, JD, I thought you were going to hit it twice. I mean, both of those were pretty cool stories. Uh, okay. Well, we're happy to have you here, Lee. Uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us live here on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com as we get closer to the holidays. And email in your NBA and non-NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. What are you guys giggling away about? There must I mean, be a funny I, I just, comment in the stream well, team or something. Totally. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Trace gave. Like, like I thought the second story was going to get better than the first one. So I, 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 why? I why would why you JD ever did. think that was it? <laughs> well, you know, because of the quality of the first one. And the second one, the second one was good. What I'm giggling at is 937's comment: a corporate W A H F A H, a corporate Wi-Fi. <laughs> Freya from the Great British Bake Off was uh, working the front desk. I'm laughing because everybody's saying. Did you happen to schedule a leaf blower appointment? Ah, that's actually, <laughs> yes. With you? Oh, I tell you what, there's a lady out here mopping. Maybe that's about as noisy as it'll get in here, which is uh, actually a, a sweet relief. Uh, it's funny you say that. I was thinking, once we do all get back in the same room and start to podcast from the same spot... Instead of cool story bros and dropping that clip, we need to have an actual leaf blower by <laughs> yeah. us, and then somebody shares a boring story and somebody gets to fire it up right there, uh, right there in the garage. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we get into uh, last night's games and we hit the beach to answer your questions and rapid fire fun, and yes, we will address Paul Pierce denying pooping his pants. So. Stick around uh, for that. Stick around like a poop stuck to your butt uh, for that. No, we first have a fun little rumor. Hit the stinger, JD. Hey, be honest with me, guys. Are you tired of Ben Simmons trade rumors? Oh, because we've got another one. Sort of a new one, I guess. Because this is coming from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Pistons forward Jeremy Grant is one of the players on the Sixers' list of targets for a potential Ben Simmons trade. This is from Keith Pompey, again, of the uh, Philly Inquirer there. Pompey also confirms Sam Amix of the Athletics report that James Harden is also on Philly's list. I mean, first things first, release the list. Release the list. Come on, Maury, let's see those 30 names. Let's see who you got on it. But the Pistons' little angle here uh, I thought would be fun to start with Tass. Again, this is Pompey saying the team, the Sixers, have engaged in ongoing discussions with the Pistons to acquire Jeremy Grant, another forward, a young player, and a draft pick in exchange for Simmons. So the question really here to get us started on the drop is, do you think from the Pistons side of things, they should be active in trying to trade for Ben Simmons? What do you think? Un. Doubtedly, If this is the trade offer, yeah, you do it. I'm excited that there's a list that uh, Daryl Morey has a, a scroll, I imagine. He's leaning back with a pipe and a big scroll with 30 <laughs> names on it. And mm -hmm. if Jeremy Grant is the one on the list from the Pistons, um, yeah, the Sixers should think about it. And this is going to sound really crazy. The two names that were released supposedly from this list, James Harden of the Nets, again and jeremy grant of the six of the pistons and if i'm the sixers this sounds dumb but i'd rather take jeremy grant at this point than james harden 
just because uh, there's just too many questions with James Harden. We've seen the sample size this year, waiting for the Ben Simmons sample size, see how he plays. But James Harden's sample size has not been great. I know he's still young, um, but he is coming off that hamstring injury. He only is guaranteed through the rest of the season. It feels like if Daryl Morey were to trade for James Harden, it would feel a little bit like when he was running the Rockets front office and he decided I'm going to trade Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook and then Russell Westbrook had to be traded uh, for John Wall. It just feels like James Harden might not work out there in Philadelphia. Jeremy Grant, at least you know what you're getting and I know it's not a sexy name and I know there's a young player and a draft pick and and all that might not um, really appease Joel Embiid uh, but at the same time Jeremy Grant is very solid. He went from the bubble as a third option to playing just as well as a number one option last year with the Pistons. Is it exactly what the Sixers need? No. Um, but if I'm if I'm the Pistons, yeah, of course I take Ben Simmons. Don't you guys? I mean, at least change the direction of the team, get younger. You're not getting. I, I know you may have to attach a a draft pick or something, but you've got a billion draft picks that you're trying to work out yourself. So yeah, if I'm the Pistons, sign me up. Yeah, let me hit you with like a hypothetical trade, TK. And again, I want to hear your take from the Pistons side of things. It would be Jeremy Grant. Let's say it's Kelly Olynyk, though he can't be traded until December fifteenth. And then if it's a young guy, I'm guessing it's like a, a Killian Hayes or a Sadiq Bey, maybe one of those two guys. And then let's say a, a pick or two, you know, whether there's protections on them, who knows? Um, does that intrigue you? Is the real question here, do you love the idea of Ben Simmons playing with Kate Cunningham? I love Ben Simmons and Cade Cunningham together. I think that's a solid match right there, but I wouldn't give up a whole bunch for Ben Simmons because that to me would then be the Pistons really accelerating the rebuild And I don't think Simmons is the guy that's going to take them to the next level. Like, it probably makes them a play-in slash playoff team. Uh, So, yeah, if it's just Jeremy Grant for Ben Simmons, I'm 100% in right there. But if you're having to give up picks, if you're having to give up Sadiq Bey, I would say Sadiq, no way on that one. I would rather keep him around in that trade. Olenek, fine. Killian Hayes, fine. But if you want me to throw in a bunch of players and a bunch of picks for Ben Simmons... I'm not super into it if I'm uh, the the Pistons. Adding Ben Simmons would be great. If it's just one guy, I think that's fine. But if you're saying we're rolling with Cade Cunningham and Ben Simmons as our core, I don't necessarily think that's enough to be giving up the next couple of years of your future. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, I think, I mean, Killian Hayes is definitely the player they'd be prepared to give up. I mean, they kind of have to if you're getting Ben Simmons anyway because you don't need him in that position. Uh, Jeremy Grant, yeah, a good player. I think he would sort of work there in Philadelphia as a hustle guy. He's high energy. He can rebound. He can get out and run, so that's fine. But not much more than that. I, I, yeah, sure, throw Kelly Olenek in. Doesn't really make much difference. But I, I, I don't know about the Ben Simmons, Cade Cunningham connection. Right. I mean, it just, it's, it's, but there's a lot of that with Ben Simmons. Like, it's the same if you put him with uh, CJ McCollum. It's like, it's still a bit of a clunky fit because we know just how bad Simmons shooting is. So he can't sort of relieve any of that pressure. He has to have the ball in his hands all the time. That's the only way he's going to be really, really effective. So, But if you are the Pistons, I think you also make this move because, as we've talked about, this is not a free agent destination. If you can get a young star player, you know, star in quotations, locked up for the next three and a half seasons, that's what, uh, that's what Detroit needs to improve. But until we see Ben Simmons, you just have no idea what you're kind of getting out of him what type I mean if he's unhappy with Philadelphia playing with Joel Embiid how unhappy is he going to be going to Detroit on a team that might only win 20-25 games is that the situation he wants to be in to thrive in I don't think so I, I don't think so at all but we also know that he obviously is adamant that he doesn't want to stay in Philadelphia and mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, I mean, sure, make that deal. If you're the Sixers and you're just like, all right, who cares now? We're not going to get that marquee name back, so let's see if we can get some good two or three pieces back that could really sort of fit our style of play. Maybe that's all they prepared to do right now and just and cut Ben Simmons loose because it's just getting uglier and uglier the longer this drags on. You, you keep bringing up this idea like Ben Simmons only wants to play on a winner and have a chance to win a title. I don't buy it at all. I think, think he wants his own it, franchise to show... Joel Embiid to show Daryl Morey to show the Sixers that he can be like a, an all-star level guy again in this league. And like he thinks in his head, I can make a team like the Pistons into a playoff team. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know, but I think that's what he thinks. I don't think he's like trying to find a way to like uh, the 73 win Warriors or something like he that. He wanted to go At to the Lakers. He wanted Lakers and the Warriors were his two teams that he wanted to go to. Why does he want to go there? Well, I guess team. I mean I guess if you have your he just has no say in it is the real issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he's delusional anyway to think that he can well, yeah. figure out a way to get to those two good teams. But I, I, if I'm Ben Simmons and, and the phone rings and they say you're on your way to Detroit, I don't think he's like, oh yes, thank God. I think he's like, oh my God, what the Pistons? Okay, so we're going to win thirty games for the next three seasons. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Uh, he he wants he wants to go to a glamour team. Rich Paul wants him in a glamour city on a glamour franchise, uh, and Detroit is not that. Same with Indiana. I mean, no disrespect to the teams, the players, the staffs there, but I think Ben Simmons has. He you see him on Instagram. He's driving around Ferraris. He's showing off his wealth. He wants to be where it's at. They it's love cars in, in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring a Ferrari to Detroit. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I mean, like, it's just like, like boo-hoo, like tough shit. I mean, like, I, I looking agree. obviously hey. for like the best player he can get back. I don't think it's Jeremy Grant, by the way, like uh, from the Sixers side of things. Like they drafted this guy yeah. uh, way back in the day. He's good, but he is not a ne- like uh, moving the needle for me and my chances to win a title. So I disagree with Tass on like, would you want Grant or the possibility of Harden? I think it's far-fetched uh, that, you know, he he doesn't sign with the Nets because there's like another $60 million that he has in play once he just opts in and then re-signs another contract or re-signs with them, maybe. But, I mean, Grant? Like, he's not going to help their chances to win a title at all. So if like this is what Maury's waiting for, like I don't this I, I don't really. Well, buy I mean, this, like, it, it helps the chances and the fact that he would be playing basketball, <laughs> right? Like I mean, yeah. I think that's a huge advantage right there. They got a zero right now in Ben Simmons since he's not there. Olenek would help for spacing as well, and then you have the idea of having draft picks that you can move in the future, uh, which I guess is certainly what they want. But yeah, I mean, I'm taking if you have a chance at Harden, I would much rather right. have Harden than Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant had an awesome start to last season. He kind of fell off after the All Star break. Hasn't had a great start to this season. Meanwhile, Harden has struggled, no doubt, to start this year. But he's turning it on, and he has a longer track record of being one of the best. Mm. Yeah, I, I just have no idea if he re-signs with the Philadelphia 76ers. Who the heck knows what happens there? And uh, I, I understand that Ben Simmons on the Pistons you know, doesn't seem like a, a match. And if you look back at Blake Griffin, who was the last star that went there, it seems like Blake Griffin fizzled out there. But he went there to try and prove that – I am a franchise guy, and he was playing injured, and he mm. was an all-star with the Pistons, and he was trying to put him on his back, and then he got hurt, and then he couldn't do it anymore. I think Ben Simmons would do the same thing. He would try right. and try and run the squad, and uh, it would be interesting to see him with four shooters. That's that's what he's always begged for, and that didn't and he's work had out that with though, Philly. But he's, that's a thing. He's, I mean, Philadelphia gave him what he needed, and you know that's the thing. They built the team around him. Joel Embiid talked about that in the offseason. Said. 
This team was created around his weaknesses or his strengths, depending on which way you look at it. His oh, weaknesses did, being for sure. he they doesn't did. shoot, and we put shooters around him. And, and that's the thing. If he goes to There's a situation... There's more shooters, and, and, though, now on the 76ers than there was like last season. Their yeah. shooters that they brought in was Al Horford and Josh Richardson, guys that don't actually shoot. So I don't necessarily agree with Embiid on this one because the team looks like it's built in, around Embiid right now. And it looks like if you slotted in Embiid for Simmons here with all the shooters the Sixers have now, they would probably be pretty good as well. Yeah, I mean, they would be because they have got good shooters there. But but and back to your point, kids, I agree that Daryl Morey doesn't care where he goes. No, he wants the best package. But I think right now, I wonder if he's like, well, yeah, I just want someone who's going to play. We've got this guy, well, sort of earning money. I don't know if they're paying him or not, but it's like we've got a roster slot. We want to fill it with someone who's actually going to get there out there on the court. But ben, the, the reason I say I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be excited to go to a city like Detroit is we've seen his attitude play out. He's, yeah. a, he's a sort of guy who's like, well, if I'm, if I'm not in the right mood, I'm not going to perform. He hasn't performed in big moments. He hasn't performed. He hasn't improved his game throughout his career. So I'm not sure the motivation is there for him to be like, I'll show everyone how good I am and I'll, I'll do that on the Detroit Pistons. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I think he would approach it that way. And I think what you were saying, Tass, is interesting if from the Pistons' perspective. If this was the framework of a deal like I threw at you there, you know, a grant, an Olenek to make the money work, and then, yeah, one of their young guys. And they have a lot of them. I don't think, I don't think uh, you know, Stewart's going to be involved. You know, Trey, you're high on, on Bay, so maybe it's not him. Maybe it's Lee, right? Maybe it is Killian Hayes, whatever. The Pistons could go, well, we make this deal, and Ben Simmons balls his ass off, <laughs> and then we look to trade him. Like, that. you can use him. He can be the spot where he builds his trade value back up because it's not happening in Philadelphia because he's not even playing, and then trade him, flip him for more assets or other players that you want. Like, that's a possibility, too. Like, look at what has happened with Westbrook before. Look at what happened with many guys where, like, just because you trade for Ben Simmons doesn't mean that he's, like, he's the building block. He'll be here for 10 years. It could be a year or two, and then suddenly you're flipping him for a bunch of other great players or other great picks and, and to build them around Kate. Is, I, is I mean, I don't have that kind of foresight. I can't uh, look years down the road, but I, I, I would just say... <laughs> Why can't Ben Simmons come here and if I'm I'm running the Pistons, why can't he come here and be a good player if he's willing to oh, go yeah. play basketball? And and we've got yeah f- like five guys we're trying to make into stars here. That's that's all we do. It's it's become a carousel of yeah Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay who's solid, Isaiah Stewart who's solid. We've got Cade down the line. I mean it doesn't stop. Why not? get a guy who's been an all-star multiple times still in his prime i don't i don't see why not they're still Mm -hmm. trying to you guys talked about uh acquiring uh, marvin bagley give him a shot they give dennis smith a junior dennis smith jr shot give him a shot josh jackson give him a shot why not give this guy who's established a shot it makes sense to me and 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 stop this carousel of yeah we're all right as long as he doesn't get in the way of kate i get that um, but uh, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has shown that he can play off the ball a little bit, that he's not a hog at all times. I think they could work it out. Yeah, we will see. Again, probably just a juicy rumor. It is coming from Philadelphia there and Keith Pompey. Um, yeah, the rumor I, also said they didn't yeah. want to give up Kelly Olenek in the trade, which is... <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, that's that, the that's, sticking point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had us until you said Kelly. We're not giving up Kelly. You know how many Canadians we got on this team? We can't break them up. Uh, I would love to see this list, though, and I hope they're in order, because where is Jeremy Grant? If he's on this list of 30 names, I just want to know where he is. I don't mean to shit on him. He is a very solid player, but... My gut, Trey, says he's at the lower third, from the 20 to 30 range on Daryl Morey's list. 
I started working up a list, Skeets. Cool. I got to what? I got to 39 names uh, pretty easily. And they're real. I mean, there's quite the range here. James Harden is a multiple time MVP candidate, a one time winner, leads the league in scoring, leads the league in assists. And then Jeremy Grant had a nice season last year. Yeah. Right, so there's quite the variance here, and I mean, I suppose that's the exactly what you have to do because we've been saying, who would, who would Daryl Morey actually trade Ben Simmons for here? But if there's 39 players out there, that's a lot of chances at least you have for maybe swapping this guy at some point. Like, I don't know, some of these players allegedly could be a year or two removed here, right? And, and right. we got to buckle in and wait for it. And <laughs> I wonder how much of that is Morey's strategy is like. Could, could he get a Jalen Brown, right? Like, can we wait out right. the Celtics struggling enough right. that I can get a Jalen Brown? That's a, you just might jeopardize, you know, your one good season of Embiid's health, right? What if you have, you wait out a season, it ends up being the healthiest playoffs you've had for Joel Embiid, right. but right. you didn't bring in any help for him. So now you've had one of your biggest salary slots as a zero for the entire season. I don't know. Maybe I'll release my list here pretty soon. Steve. Oh, release the list. Release the list. Uh, yeah, you have to assume that the names on that list, like you're saying, Maury's list, are star players where you could see it going, turning sour, and that they would then demand a trade, and then there's a possibility to make something happen. Your Lillards, your Beals, your Carl Anthony Towns, maybe. I know it would be a little bit of a weird mix there with Embiid and him, but it's like probably those type of guys. I that's great. I, he has I, I a list. Assume. Doesn't mean that anyone's trading those no, guys for, yeah, exactly. for Ben Simmons. It's cool you have a list. And I think he's, I think <laughs> Maury's list is called what about this guy? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think oh, he's yeah. just playing the playing uh Rich Paul and Ben Simmons when he says yeah, maybe I'll wait a year or two. No way. No way he allows uh, Joel Embiid to sit on the sidelines thinking, "Man, what am I doing this year?" I mean, Joel Embiid would just sit out eventually they'll come up with an injury for him and he won't play if if this is the team i'm not saying that, that Embiid's a quitter by any means but if if he knows that they're not going far this season i i just don't see him trying to gut it out like he did a couple of years ago when ben simmons got hurt i just yeah. don't see them wasting a year of joel Embiid. i don't see it uh i saw a funny comment on real gm uh a funny analogy with the simmons thing the 76ers, this is like the 76ers keep throwing rocks at a car on its lot while saying they will sell it for a high price if they hold on for another two years. No hurry, no hurry. And then somebody after that commented, slaps roof. This baby will get you 10 assists per game and first team all defense. So yeah, it's, it's just sitting there depreciating right now yeah. on, the, on the Sixers lot. I don't know if they're throwing rocks at it. I guess maybe they are smashing some windows uh, on purpose or not accidentally. But yeah, funny analogy there. Way to go, real GM, random real GM guy. Uh, okay, anything else on Simmons, Lee? I, uh, you no, know, thanks. I, yeah, Not for I the rest of so. this season, please. I know, no more. I know. <laughs> I went a little longer than I thought. Uh, <laughs> would you, would you write that list on? Would you write that list on, Trey? Paper? Uh, or, uh... This is an Excel here, because... Oh, Excel? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to do the counting on my own. So, mm. you know, I'm like, I got the 39. Gotta say, I added three Raptors there at the end, at the very end. Yeah, Siakam mm. in the mix uh, for sure. Who, who else you got on there? Van Vliet and OG. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, Siakam. Hey, if, we're, if we're looking at a year or two down the line, right, right. bad things could happen for a lot of these teams. Like, I got Levine on the list. He's not a trade candidate right now, mm -hmm. but I don't know. If the Bulls somehow struggle, perhaps that could be a guy that the Sixers want to target, you know? Oh, I don't know. I've got, like, I've got Kawhi and Paul George on this list. Oh, that's wow. how that's how insane the thirty nine names could be. 
Oh, if Daryl Morey's list isn't quite so insane now when you think about it. Like, that is, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, I'd like to get Morey on the show and have him yeah. and Trey like, compare lists. Like, mm. uh, okay, you say a name. Oh, yeah, I had him. Okay, now you say a name. Okay, let's keep it going. And, and here. you let's... know Morey put it in an Excel sheet too. So oh, you guys yeah. can you know, collab. You said 39 names. Isn't that Jeremy Grant's old number? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I stopped. Uh, yeah. uh, well, let's Perfect. hear from everybody. I know you guys are chiming in here in the stream team. Uh, let us know in the comments below, especially from the Pistons side of things because I think people are a little torn on it. Some are like, yeah, you get Ben Simmons if that's the type of deal you're giving up. You go and do that 10 times out of 10. Well, other people are saying, no, no, no. Don't love the idea of him alongside Cade. He needs shooters. We don't have that. He could pout like you're saying, Lee. He's a bit of a diva. He's proven. Like, so, you know, from what I've seen here this morning, people are sort of like split on this one from the Pistons side of things. But let us know. Okay, last night's games. We can touch on a few of these. Steph Curry scores 20 of his 40 in the fourth as the Warriors beat the Cavaliers. Uh, Trey, what's your big takeaway? I'm I'm assuming it starts with Steph Curry. Oh, my goodness. Steph Curry is very, very good at basketball. This uh, (laughs) felt like the Warriors kind of challenging themselves. The third quarter explosion has been the deal for the Warriors in these past few games. They beat the Bulls with a third quarter explosion. They beat the Nets with a third quarter explosion. But it did not happen last night. Cavs won the third quarter by 10 points, so Golden State was down 13 heading into the fourth. I was in the middle of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, and I was like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, excuse me? The Warriors are down heading into the fourth? I gotta tune in here, because either it's gonna be the undermanned Cavs are making me look like a total idiot for saying they're gonna fall off and that the Warriors are the best team in the league, or Mm -hmm. the Warriors are gonna look like the best team in the league, and it was the latter. The Cavs' lead was gone in four minutes. Literally four minutes of the fourth quarter, the Warriors scored the first 17 points, ended up being a 36-8 quarter for the Warriors, 20-8 if you're just counting Steph Curry, some of the swishiest swishes that you will ever see. You got to check out this video from Thinking Basketball. It explains how Steph Curry generated 33 straight points for the Warriors just by his shooting, obviously, his passing. And just being out there and having the Cavs completely poop in their pants, trying to chase him around the court, leaving a guy like Damian Lee open, he outscored the Cavs in the fourth quarter, 9-8, to eight, because everybody was looking at Steph Curry. Yeah. So it was easy for Damian Lee to get some wide-open shots. Turned the defense up as well. Juan Toscano-Anderson got some minutes for the first time in a while, and his energy was really a game-changer for the Warriors. They were playing some incredible defense. It was a big-time flip-switching kind of win uh, for the Dubs. So, yeah... Sorry to Kenya and Cynthia. Had to tune out and see what <laughs> Steph was doing. <laughs> Exciting times. Oh, well, now I got to know. Who else is on it? We got Kyle. We got, uh, Kyle, Cynthia, Kenya, Luann, Ramona. Oh. oh, classics. Yeah, there's a lot of classics. Oh, Legends. Teresa from New Jersey. Wow. This was, this was great. I can't believe how into it I am. I've got my mother-in-law this town, and now I'm... Yeah, I love my mother-in-law. I'm going to have to marry her. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but she was very excited to be watching uh, Ultimate Girls Trip with Laura. So I was like, of course I'll tune in. And this is so good. I don't know if, who's into the Real Housewives franchises here, but if you've put in a decade of watching to see these flashbacks, it's paying off big I mean, time. hold on. It's like basically an all-star game. It's an all... Yes, it's a yeah. Real Housewives all-stars. They That's what it is. Turks and Caicos. They live in a villa. And, you know, Ramona's just ruffling feathers even before they <laughs> land, getting into fights on the private jet. 
Incredible. Uh, I, so I haven't good. seen. I just saw this like being like pitched this idea for the show. I was like, oh my god, that's such a brilliant idea. Is uh, Nini on it? No Nini leaks. Ah, uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, anyway, back to the game. Uh, Tass, any notes outside of Curry just like catching fire on your Cleveland Cavaliers? There, I mean, I almost felt bad for them. They were just like, uh, like a coral got caught on like some big picks a couple times. He's like, what do you want me to do? Like, so I need some help getting out on him. He's three feet behind the line. But what do you got on this? Yeah, yes. that 17-0 run to open the fourth quarter, uh, Steph and the helpers. I mean, Steph and, and four guys from the bench that were, were chipping in. It was cool to see, obviously, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, who is a fan favorite, get some minutes. He's lost his minutes uh, to Jonathan Kuminga after last year being a big story uh, but Steph uh yeah r- running some stuff that yeah what what are you going to do I love the Cavs fight uh in this game but uh to see the Warriors again um play defensively and I think all those other guys were really uh, in, in Otto Porter and Damian Lee and Toscan Anderson you know they're the ones who do the dirty work around Steph but a couple things about Steph defensively just watch him he really really does help the Warriors defense mm-hmm. he's a strong he's a strong defender this year now in this game he kind of just had to hang out because Isaac Okoro is not that guy so the Cavs shorthanded that hurt uh, but Steph helps out and he also uh, you know showed uh, his he's willing to give up his body he got in front of James Harden a couple nights ago against the Brooklyn Nets took a charge and his hip is hurting him so he might not even play against Detroit tonight uh, because his hips bugging him, so that just shows the forty points that he's he's dropping in his new little rotation. His minutes are different. Uh, he he comes in and out differently this year. I know he's a he's a man of rhythm, and it's weird for him to not wait uh, until the fourth quarter to come back in. He's coming in twice per half, and that's weird to him. I know uh, I know Lee, you're a, you're a regular scheduled man, and this it's weird to to Steph. He just he's not. He's not vibing with it, but it worked in this one. And if it was back to the old ways, he wouldn't have been on the floor to, to start that 17-0 run. So maybe they don't win this game. But, uh, man, what a show. What a show, mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you got, Lee? We know well, he's a beautiful shooter of the basketball. Anything else there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this looked like a Warriors home game, though, with that court uh, last night. That's why I think he also caught fire because it was like, oh, they're in Golden State? No, they're in Cleveland, but it's that yellow floor you know, <laughs> that, that looks Golden State-y. It, and felt also- like a, it felt like the Christmas Day game. It did right from yeah. a couple of years ago. Right? Yeah, was yeah, that the yeah. one where Kyrie hit the game winner? Like that. They, they played a couple of years in a row, I think. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. That's what it looked um, like compared to me. Yeah. The other thing, this one, I guess, was probably more relevant to the to the uh, big win over the Nets the other night. But it does apply last night as well. Remember, there's a quote that Del Curry had a few years ago that when he was when Steph was a kid, he was about ten or eleven years old. He was absolutely torching an opponent so badly. The Dell had to leave the arena because he was like, my kid is just like, he shot like 65 points or something like that. He's too good. It's almost like, I almost want to say to him, Steph, you've got to take it easy on these guys. Right. That's kind right. of what he did last night. It's like, oh, you got a big lead. Let me just take that back and blow you out and even have some time to uh, garbage time this one at the end of the game there. So uh, Cavs are a bit shorthanded, to be fair. They've been playing for fine. But Steph is, uh, he's on another level right now. He's just mm-hmm. incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, I think he's on pace to beat his uh, yes. three-pointers made in a season record, right, Lee? That, that yep. was the infamous uh, thing where... Was that the year where you said he's going to hit over 300 or yes. 350 or something? And then he ended up hitting over 400? <laughs> yes. And he's like, he's he is on pace right now to even eclipse that. Yeah, no one had hit 300 in, in a year, and I predicted he would hit 315. I think he hit eight in the first game against the Grizzlies, and I was like... 
all right, I think I'm in here. I think I'm in. And then, uh, yeah, yeah he, uh, he, he went through a patch that season, though, on top of it all, where he had 10 games and he only hit 25 threes because I was tracking it. I was like, wow. man, if I, can, if I can nail this, this would be great. And I was like... <laughs> I was For like, what? Your resume? Bragging <laughs> <laughs> rights. Bragging okay. rights. Uh, so for a 10-game stretch, he only made two and a half a game. And I'm like, this is what I need. But then he just had those games where he, you know, he was unstoppable. I think he yeah, hit, yeah. Uh, what did he hit? He hit seven, I think, in the last game against the Grizzlies to get the 400. I think he was sure. at 395 and he finished with seven, if I, if I remember correctly. Well, he wanted the number to come down to get closer. Yeah, yeah I did. Wanted, I did. He wanted yeah. it at 315. Exactly. I, was like, yeah. I, I was like, well... Th- th- it's crazy that no one ever in NBA history had hit 300, but a guy had hit 400. That's you know? insane when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 So that, right. that is that is wild. I mean, he's yeah. going to eclipse Ray Allen here, regular season, all-time three-pointers made in, I don't know, at this pace, a couple weeks? Like, maybe yeah. not even that. Like, the uh, guy's yeah, hitting like close. seven, eight, nine threes a game, so it's and not going to be that long. Steph's 33. You know, like, his health is largely very very good as a shooter he's only going to get better i mean could he hit 5000 probably in a season I, seems like no. a lot <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't put it past him though i know yeah, yeah yeah i mean you know let's see let's say he's at 3000 because that's about where ray allen yeah. was uh, so he needs 2000 that's 300 a year for six more years give or take a few extra more yeah I think he can hit 5,000. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that sounds yeah. insane. Uh, okay, let's get to 3,000 first, then 4,000 seems in play. But Did yeah. you make a prediction in the preseason about a number for yes. Steph or something like that? Because I remember thinking you had like a hilariously high number, and now it probably doesn't sound ridiculous at all. Well, it wasn't for Steph. It was I said 10 players would hit oh, 300 right. or more. That right. was my prediction. Okay. So uh, Lonzo have Ball been, might have Have you been it. tracking? Uh, yeah. Not really. I did start off too, but I've, I've, I've let it go. But uh, I think someone had a stat out the other day. And it sh- it's not that big a deal because it's a completely different game. But Lonzo Ball has already surpassed Larry Bird in three-pointers made for his career. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's... Larry just didn't shoot him as much as they do yeah. now. But when you consider how Lonzo's shooting style was and now is, that's pretty good from Lonzo. Oh, sure. Let me throw this yeah. in here. So I, this was uh, going to be tweet of the night, but we had a, a last second poop come in. So yeah, we'll yeah. save that for tweet of the night. <laughs> yeah. Squeezed yeah, it Steph, in there. <laughs> squeezed it out of there. Yeah. Uh, Steph on pace for 464 this season. Um, just just as a total number, which would crush his 402. And Kirk Goldsbury kind of put it this way with the way he is absolutely destroying everybody else in terms of just being the best shooter ever. He's now at 38 <laughs> games of nine threes or more. And uh, the, basically the, the total of all the rest of the games completed in NBA history doesn't equal to 38 because the next guy is Harden who has it with nine and then Dame, Clay, Jr., and Kobe uh, down the list. So he is crushing everybody. A great bar graph from Kirk Goldsbury. You can create these in Excel, but uh, I <laughs> love seeing a bar graph. Just seeing Steph. He's done it, uh, you know, a couple times in the last week here. He's yep. just on fire, hitting nine plus threes. It's kind of hard to put into context what he's doing because nobody else is doing it. It's like Shohei Otani pitching. I mean, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around because how do you put in context? Because we're discussing the best point guards ever. And he's not discussed as the best point guard ever. That goes to Magic Johnson. But if we're looking at it when it's all said and done, 
and I know they're two entirely different players, entirely different eras. We were just talking about Larry Bird. He's got to be there. He's the best shooter ever, but it's that when you look at these numbers, 39 times, 9 plus threes, nobody else even coming close. It's just, it's wild. Like, well, like you, the 10, 10 guys at 300, as you said, Lee, I mean, it's that's putting too much stock into other guys. I know the game's changing and maybe they could do it, but it's just, it just shows like nobody's getting to those 300 numbers. Harden did it, obviously. Dame did it, but... Not a lot of guys are doing it. Just shows how great Curry is. I, I like that he's finally getting to what we wanted, which is, well, shouldn't shouldn't he just shoot like fifteen three pointers a game? Shouldn't he shoot twenty three pointers a game? And he's not that quite that high, but he's at a career high thirteen and a half three point attempts per game right now. Um, and and that is the wild part of all of this. I mean, he's shooting forty two percent for Steph Curry. That's actually a little bit below, <laughs> you know, uh, his uh, shooting capability. So it's it's just wild to see, like, yeah, just shoot more, just shoot more, and you know, he adds the depth that he can keep shooting deeper and deeper. It's pretty wild. My final note uh, we went a little longer on this than I thought we would, but Lee, you're in England, you're in Manchester, you're hopefully going to a football match. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't played soccer in a long time. When I have the ball and somebody's coming up behind me, what are you on my team supposed to yell? You're supposed to let me know. Man. Right? Right, yeah. You sure. never played soccer? I thought yeah, this was yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're supposed to let me know. Right. I got pressure coming from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to talk. The Cavaliers needed to do that last night in the fourth mm. quarter. How many turnovers did the Warriors get from poking the ball behind the guy? They were trailing. Cavs are going in transition, semi-transition. And it happened, I swear, like three or four times. The hustle from the Warriors guys, those guys doing the dirty work, like you said, Tass. Somebody's got to let them know. We don't do that enough in basketball. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. a, it's happening a little too quick. I'm not sure. It's a little more congested than it is. You on didn't a soccer yell pitch. wolf when there was somebody coming from behind. Oh, you? That was no, our call for wolf. plan. We would say man. Wolf, I think we just wolf. said man too. Yeah. Or, a lot of people yeah. in the stream team are saying man on. Mm. Man on. Okay, that's what I was looking for. I thought Lee was gonna, you know, set me up with the assist. I thought I was gonna head it home, but I guess not. Oh man, you're on fire with these uh, puns. Right, Keep it going. Do I fucking know sports or do I know sports? Uh, all right, another game I wanted to touch on. Rudy Gay. Not this guy. Not uh, yeah. this guy. Oh, not this guy. Uh, he scored 20 points in his season debut as the Jazz beat the Raptors. Uh, I just have a, a couple of notes great to see him back i think he he's legit going to be instrumental in the jazz's chances to try and win a title i mean that's that's their goal here they made the playoffs they want to go deep they want to win the damn thing having him back that's a nice little wrinkle you can maybe throw out there in a playoff series he hit five threes last night for those that don't know he missed all of the jazz's games this year because he's recovering from an off-season surgery on his right heel um, but here he is in 18 minutes, Tass, lighting it up, the box score. So so that's huge. Um, and I don't know if you agree with that. Like, you could see him playing a role in a series, like, where maybe you do put Rudy Gay as a small ball five and try and stretch the floor. Do you think that's a possibility? Sure. And thanks for informing everybody out there that it was a heel surgery, because I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that it was a heel. He's had, you know, a couple major surgeries throughout his career. Now he's sitting at 35, and he just wants to be on a – a championship team and it's easy to forget how many points this guy's put up in his career he's he's been a scorer for a really long time although he said to the utah crowd after hitting five of six threes in his debut he said don't get used to that <laughs> uh, i don't bang i'm not steph like curry that. yeah i'm not stephen curry but if he's out there as a small ball five he creates space for mm-hmm. sure uh there's there's gonna be space out there so yeah i could see him doing that they 
that's that was what they were thinking, right? When yeah. Rudy Gobert is you know maybe in foul trouble or they just want a different look if Rudy's not having an incredible night um, and he's not able to you know go f- cover the three point line, which is you know tough. It's tough for Rudy to do at all times. Bring in the other Rudy. You got a Rudy on a Rudy. Uh, uh, Rudy so, for yeah. a Rudy. Um, mm-hmm. Utah shot 55% from the field in this game, 48 points in the paint, and they made 19 three-pointers. So I got to know. I mean, where is this uh, long, switchy, incredible Raptors defense that we were promised, that we saw sort of at the start of the year? Because now they're 24th in the league on D, and over the last two weeks, Trey, dead Last Now, OG didn't play last night. He's obviously pretty instrumental in that defense, but this is brutal. They're giving up a ton of three-pointers, a lot of stuff inside still. It's like, we've talked about this before with teams. It's like, all right, it's got to be one or the other. I mean, you can't give up both. A lot of points inside and a lot of points from the three-point land. Um, But yeah, it's like really weird for a Raptors team to be the worst defense over the last couple weeks. Yeah, I'm sure part of it has been having to deal with injuries to Siakam and OG and even Kem Birch. But, I mean, if your stopper is Kem Birch, you ain't got a stopper. I know he's better than Aaron Baines, but there's still something to be addressed inside for the Raptors. This is a development season, though, for them. That was crazy to actually hear that coming from Devlin on the broadcast last night because... You look at this Raptors team. There's a lot of guys still left over from the championship year, but they're down to seven and nine now. They're not able to win in Toronto, which is pretty weird. And the defense isn't there. When your best player is a rookie and your team isn't doing very good, are you tanking? I don't know. We Mm. shall see how it plays out for the rest of the season. I guess the nice thing is that Scotty Barnes has had a good rookie year. Yeah, Mm. but Siakam had his worst game of the year here. uh, Four points, season low, of course. Two of 14 shooting. He looked really out of funk in this game. I watched a lot of it. And he's got a lot of Raptors fans freaking out here, uh, Lili. I'm seeing a lot of, like, get him out of here, trade him, give us Buddy Heald, Bagley, and a pick. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, please. Let's Mm. let's relax a little bit because I'm with Trey. We heard Masai Ujiri say it in the first game. He's on the broadcast. They're talking to him. He dropped, like, the rebuild word. And he said it's, like, development-type year. And, like, let's slow play this. We're not competing for a title by any means. And then they started strong. And everyone's like, ah, the Raptors are back. But I think this is sort of, like... This is why I didn't want to bet on the over-under with them this year. It's like, oh, this could be a case. So, yeah, what do you think of Siakam here especially? It's definitely a concern now. It's been long enough. There's injuries, there's form. Okay, sure. But you just wonder. Remember, after they won the championship, he started the next season on fire. Remember, Mm -hmm. he was great. And then he got the big extension. He got the massive extension. And it was like, okay, he's earned it. Uh, since then, it's almost like once that ink dried on the contract, it's either injuries, it's a loss of form, it's a loss of confidence. He hasn't been able to hit those game winners. And again, the game winners go in and out, but it just feels like he doesn't have that same spark. And uh, I hope he can get it back. I've seen it. He's been great. But we're just reaching that point where it's like maybe maybe that was just a high watermark for him. And uh, he's maybe not as good as we wanted him to be. We fell in love with him. You know, everyone did because he was fun to watch, but uh, he hasn't really proven himself to be that untouchable guy in a franchise, I think. And that's that's the thing. He's fought with the coach. You know, I think he's got a very strong relationship with Masai Ujiri. Otherwise, I think maybe we would have heard a few more trade rumors about him. 
Tass, as a Raps fan, what do you think just specifically about Siakam? Do you give it time? He just came back from injury. Okay, he had a dud of a game last night. You know, let's not freak out about him. Or are you starting to go, yeah, he's starting to prove to you maybe that he's not a franchise guy. He has to be a two or a three, and and maybe you're looking to move him or, or not. What do you think? I don't think you move him at this point. I don't think you get enough value back for him. And, and I, I think you give him a little benefit of the doubt as – Lee mentioned he was hot after the 19 championship. Weird stuff has happened the last couple of years. A very weird couple of years. They played in Tampa last year. Maybe they got to go back to Tampa to win some games. As Trey said, they're not winning in Toronto. What's going on? But as far as Pascal Siakam, I have enough leash to, to not even contemplate it right. for the rest of the year. He did just come back. You know, he was injured, uh, a shoulder surgery. So, no, I... Are you trading him, Skeets? I, no, I, no. I don't see the point, really. And, and if you got Masai coming in saying this is a developmental year, I think you can look at it both ways. Positive way is he came back and signed a contract to be the Raptors' uh, lead in the head office for a rebuilding year, which is great. You don't really think of Masai usually right. as wanting to do that again, but that's positive. The negative is it's a rebuilding year, and that's okay. <laughs> I, I, you know. The championship heals also. I I think, I think you go for it and you, you just enjoy the enjoy the craziness. That's what I'm enjoying the craziness. I'm enjoying watching Precious Achua do things he shouldn't do on a basketball floor. You know, <laughs> what, what are you doing, Precious? <laughs> but I don't know. I'm 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 I, I just do, I do enjoy uh, a lot of these dudes. But there's been so much fluctuation in the lineups. It's to me, it's I, I've got a lot of leeway early in the season. Just to clarify my Siakam thoughts, I don't think if I'm, I'm, I'm Masai Ujiri, I'm calling teams and presenting, hey, we have Siakam, but I'm definitely picking up the phone if people are calling me and inquiring just to hear what type of deals they're throwing at me. If it's healed Bagley in a pick, then I'm saying, no, thank you. Uh, we're, we're good. We'll, we'll stick to our development year and we'll try and get him back playing to the levels he was a couple of years ago. But if there's a hell of a deal offered, I think he explores it. I don't think he's that... Stubborn by any means or anything like that. Like he's a smart guy. That's he's going to no, hear what he the offers it, He tried it to Rosen. Uh, do you think Siaka made anyone's list in the last 48 to 72 well, hours? Oh, he's on the list. <laughs> probably. He's, well, he's on Trey's list, and he's yeah. probably on Maury's list. I, yeah. I think so. Uh, okay, let's uh Who would you trade other... for Ben Simmons from the Raptors? Fred, OG, or Pascal Siakam? Whew. Just pick one? Yeah, i put them all probably, on my list. Probably Pascal for me. Like wow. for like, you know, sort of similar yeah. position I, I, types as yeah. well. I, I I wouldn't trade OG, no way. And Fred, Fred, down to Fred <laughs> and Pascal. I'm probably I'm probably prepared to move off Pascal at the moment myself. Task yeah, fair. If you had to pick the yeah, of the I'm three, in the I'm in the same family as Lee. There. I mean, I'd love to see Ben and Fred do it together in the backcourt. <laughs> uh, wow. Even though you know Pascal's got a higher ceiling. You know, still than Fred and OG, we're all still high on, still mm-hmm. living it up, even though he hasn't shown as much as Pascal Siakam in his career. We're easy to forget Pascal Siakam was a damn all NBA player, but I guess everyone considers that a flash in the pan. That's it's a good debate. Those three names should be on there. Okay, pick, I, I, I counter to Daryl Morey. I say, hey, what about Dragic? 
You got it. Take Drogic. <laughs> he would probably ask for Drogic as well. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah. Uh, all right, Good the other games. The other games from last night. I got to steamroll you guys here because we got to keep going. We're nearly an hour in. Uh, Butler had 32 points. He beat the Wizards. Towns, Russell led the Wolves past the Spurs, 115-90. John Morant, big third quarter. Grizzlies beat the Clippers. And Maxie and the 76ers did pick up a much-needed win. Snapped a five-game skid as they beat the Nuggets, 103-89. Tass, is there any games there that you wanted to uh, slip in here? into the drop podcast that maybe you watched or you had a takeaway from well happy that the wolves won back-to-back games talked about it late in yesterday's program uh that the the minnesota timberwolves had a great game against clippers last week uh, oh, i'm sorry they had a great game against the lakers last week then had a dud against the clippers <laughs> And uh, they said, you know, uh, maybe we had a little party action. Maybe we had a little fun in L.A. Maybe they were Brand Van 3000. Then uh, Anthony Edwards said, uh, we're going to play this a little bit different after their win on Wednesday night. We're going to play some vids instead. We're going to stay home until we get sleepy. We're going to play video games. So I guess that's what they did. Good Mm. for them. Uh, They played video games and they got back-to-back victories. And now they're a playing tournament team. I guess. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are good wins. These are the teams they have to beat. As we've talked about, if you're going to get into that plan, you got to beat the Spurs. Um, did you see the score of this game? The very rare 21 to three at the beginning. We had the football score. Just don't see that in the NBA. All that. <laughs> it was like tweets going around that they were, uh, Spurs are going to have to score some touchdowns and stuff, kicking field goals to get back in the game. It's just weird seeing a score like that in an NBA game, but they held on. Spurs got back into the game, but down the stretch, a little too much Towns and Russell. Of any of those games, Lee, did you catch anything else? Or are you having too much fun over there? Uh, you were on well, a plane last night. Yes, yeah. I did. And I coughed up the twelve ninety five uh, streaming fee for an hour. I thought, I'll see if I can catch up and see what's going on. And I saw some weird stuff. And I thought, hang on a minute. This is not right. The Sixers winning in Denver, kind of blowing the Nuggets out after the way they've been playing lately. And then I saw the Clippers also lose to the Grizzlies, and I'm like, hang on, this is crazy. And then I did see that Spurs game, and I think Popovich, I believe, needs 22 more wins to surpass Lenny Wilkins. Now, he doesn't want to talk about it. You know, Pop's trying to deflect from it. Is he going to get those 22 wins this season? (laughs) That's the real question. Imagine Pop finishes with 20 more wins, so they finish about 24 and 58 there. Does he come back? Does Pop say, all right, I've got to get it? Or does he just say, that was my season to do it and I couldn't do it, so I I finished second? He did have a great quote, though. Someone said, okay, we're not going to talk about the record, but can you talk to us about why you've been successful? And he said, yeah, draft Tim Duncan and stay alive. <laughs> That's a good life. Facts. Uh, I like that. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like I said, just to, to give him a little love there, Pretty, pretty dominant in that victory over the Wizards last night. And, you know, we are now officially a month into the season. And he's still at the table. He's at the MVP table. I mean, Curry's ordering. Jokic is maybe looking at the wine list. He's in, he's in control of that. You know, he's going to pair a nice wine with the meal that Curry's going to order for everybody. But then Butler's right there. He's got a prime spot. He's probably wearing a turtleneck like Lee. Yeah. And you know, then it's <laughs> yes. and, and and then it's getting a little more interesting. I, I would have Durant there, and if we're only doing one more, if we're only saying you can have five men at the MVP table, who is that fifth man? Is it still Giannis? Yes. Is it possibly even Chris Paul with the Suns record and that ten game winning streak? Uh, you, you think it's Giannis, eh, Lila? Giannis will get there. Maybe right now Paul has a, a solid case. They've been on a hot streak. But Giannis will be there. De- can... DeRozan, Chris Paul. Like, yeah, that, that, yeah, that spot is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think you'll see 
a surge from the Bucks very, very soon here and getting back to where we expect them to be. True, true. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy even Jimmy got awesome. up and went to the bathroom, came back, <laughs> and he still has a seat at the table. Yeah, that's three true. Three games. Did you see Butler? Was it from, uh, I think it happened on a steal or something like that, where he then yeah, <laughs> yeah, ran yeah, up yeah. to his own bench <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. closing in front of him? <laughs> Very fun. He's playing loose. That's when Jimmy's at his best. Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to hit the beach and answer a few of the questions that you guys sent in, so don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. 
Go to Shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. All right, back with no dunks here. Drop podcast on a Friday. Thought it'd be fun if we hit the beach. Let's do it. Step in. Thanks to everybody that continues to send in your questions. Keep them coming by way of email, no dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at no dunks inc, inc, or drop them in the YouTube comments below the vid. First one here, Tassa. Tass teased this email uh, on a show earlier this week. He'd been thinking about it for days, so let's get to it. With the Warriors 12 and 2, um, now improved to what, 13 and 2? I guess they are. And Andrew Wiggins off to a good start. I have fallen victim to buying a timeshare on Wiggins Island. Oh, nice. This also had me do some research. Wiggins is only 26 years old and at about 10,500 points. If he continues at a pace of, let's say, 17 per game for the next seven to eight years, he could pass 20,000 points. That led me to this very obscure NBA prediction that probably no one will care about. But I believe Wiggins will be the only player in NBA history to pass 20,000 points with no all-star appearances. I just want to know your thoughts. Still listening all the way from Taiwan. That is from Randall. So so there you go, Tass. Uh, this one's been bouncing around your old noggin for a couple of days here. What's your take on it? Randall, other people care about this, my man. I do. I'm desperate to see Andrew Wiggins hit 20,000 points with zero all-star appearances. I think it's going to happen. Andrew Wiggins, 20,000 points. It's a lot of points. Because I've always thought of 20,000 as such an incredible benchmark when it comes to a basketball player. I think we all have. Because everyone who hits that basically makes the Hall of Fame. Uh, 52 guys have done it. 48 are either in the Hall or will get in. Mm. I-M-O. You know, guys that are uh, you know, bound to get in. A few probably won't get in. Um, but uh, every player who has reached 20,000 points has made an all-star game. Or multiple all-star games, actually. So Wiggins will be the first, I think. A uh, big reason, he plays essentially every game. I know people make fun of him, but that guy is an Iron Man. First four years of his career, he missed a total of one game. Three of those four years played every game. Following year... He missed nine. It was a terrible year for him. Next year, he got traded. He did miss nine. Then last year, he missed one. So 20 games he's missed in eight years. So two and a half per year. I think he's found this new life as a secondary scorer. And I think he's getting comfy in it. He's 26 freaking years old. And so he's well past halfway there. He'll be at 11,000 at the end of this year. And it helps that he was a number one scorer for Minnesota for a long time. That's why no one else has done this. No one else has accomplished this. He was only a one-year college player. I think he will be the first. I think, I think he's going to be the first to sneak in. Now, it's a bit of a different era now. More points, I guess, on the board. More threes. Uh, so maybe there'll be somebody else who squeaks in. Jamal Crawford didn't get there. Jason Terry didn't get there. Eddie Johnson didn't get there. What think, What about this name? And it's funny timing because he had a great game last night. He came back. I see the stream team pointing it out. I was talking to Utah this morning in Slack. What about Rudy Gay? He literally was on the record last night saying, you know, I'm no slouch. I'm, I'm zeroing in on 20,000 points. He's never made an all-star game. He's never going to. He could beat Wiggins to this, which is interesting. I don't want to hurt Randall's feelings here, but he could uh, He could get there before him. He needs like 3,000 points yeah. is the issue. Can he get to 3K? Can he play like 
he'd probably have to play three, four, five years. I, I, yeah. I would sort of think. So maybe that'll be the tough part. Maybe that's what you I, think. I, yeah, I don't think so. I did see that. I was in bed and I read that in the recap. And I was excited because I was already on this Wiggins tip. Then I saw he tweeted at Skeets, and I got even more excited. <laughs> Does Rudy Gay is Rudy Gay thinking about that while he's recovering? Can I get to twenty k? Can I get to because he? I've never he made an All Star game. I could be the first. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, he talked about it. His first game back. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. What, what the hell, you guys? I mean, he is. Uh, I, I I guess sort of a forgotten score in this league. You know, scored twenty for a long time, uh, but uh, I don't think he gets there because. Uh, yeah, he hasn't put up a thousand points in a season for a long time. That's what mm-hmm. we'd have to do for you know a few years. Yeah, he hasn't that's... done that since 2016. While Andrew Wiggins is popping 13, 1400 a year, so I think he could get there by by Rudy Gay's current age, like 35. You know, nine years he could get there because uh, he's only 26. But Rudy's maybe just a little too long in the two. The thing is, the injuries really. Guys could do it, but Rudy Gay got injured, and Andrew right. Wiggins is a freaking Iron Man. It just it's yep. baffling to me to see a guy. And Wiggins, who could get 20K, I think. I think he's going to be the first, but I appreciate the uh, the messages. Um, what, what, what about this? I mean, this is sort of fascinating. There's no way Wiggins makes an All-Star game, is there? I mean, he's on a good team right now. If Kyle Korver could be in the All-Star game, could uh, could Wiggins, could the Warriors get, get three? I mean, it would be Curry, no doubt. Draymond would be next. I still think he would get a selection if they have, like, yeah, five wins at the All-Star break. Maybe not even that many, uh, or that few, I should say. Any chance that like a third guy, they're just like, oh, they're running away with the league. We got to get a third guy in there. Probably not, right? I doubt it. I doubt it. I would have to go back and look at uh, Kyle Korver's all-star teammates. But I think the Western Conference probably has a lot more talent in it now than it did when the Hawks sent four to the all-star game. I don't think it's likely, but I also didn't necessarily think that Andrew Wiggins was Rudy Gay. And apparently he is. So. Kyle was a replacement too, I think. That's how they got the fourth, if I remember. So uh, maybe Andrew Wiggins could get the uh, your team's best in the best record in the league bump if you know two guys pull out through an injury, maybe. But it would be a bit generous, I think, of the league to uh, to give that to him. Uh, but Rudy Gay, he's thirty five. He would basically need four seasons still of at least seven hundred points. Yeah, don't think he's going to get there. It's not that crazy. I mean, no. he could do it. He could. If he if he went for it, if he gunned for it, yes. But just playing the role that he's playing yeah. for four more seasons, I don't think so. Sorry, Rudy. I think you're going to come up uh, a little bit short. But would that make Andrew Wiggins then the best player to not make an All Star team? Now that Mike oh, wow. Conley's now that Conley's got one, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, well, yeah, so who same, same yeah. family of guys there, like Jamal Crawford, Jason Terry. Uh, right, Rod right. Strickland. Rod yeah. Strickland's always brought up Derek Harper. He'll be he'll be in the mix for sure. His name yeah. will uh, always be included, I think, when you're making those lists. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we got to it. What's our next one here, Teth? I loved Goran Dragic on the Heat. Me too. He was my guy. Solid player, surprisingly skillful, overpassionate, all the things I love. Overpassionate. Uh, when the rumors started that he'd be traded for Lowry, I understood why, but wanted Dragic to stay somehow. He was obviously traded in the end, and I swore that the Heat would miss him, and I thought I would have a dragon-sized hole in my heart. But two weeks into having Lowry on the Heat, even wearing Goron's number seven, and I've gotten over Goron pretty quick. Have you ever thought you'd miss a player only to find you didn't? T-U-L-Y-G-A. That's from Hayden Lee. Are you mm. getting, uh, getting over a player that you thought you would miss? 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't emotionally attached to this player, but the Lakers, when they won their first Shaq Kobe championship, had Glenn Rice as their third leading scorer. I thought, great, veteran. He can really uh, be just basically sit in the corner and knock down threes. And then he had a big fight, apparently, with uh, Phil Jackson and Jerry West, and they traded him. And I thought, ooh, ooh. I thought winning solves everything. I think you might miss uh, Glenn Rice there. Turns out they didn't really miss him at all. They won another two championships. So uh, I, w- I was wrong about that. Derek Fisher kind of got a few uh, a few extra shots and a bit of a bump in scoring there. But I remember seeing the Lakers win and thought Glenn Rice is a really nice piece, third wheel to have on that team and was surprised they didn't keep him after that. But uh, turns out they got it right. So well done, Jerry and Phil. <laughs> well done. Uh, I want to I bring up this question because it was a typo, but it's too good to, to, to not ask. Uh, does Lee have a favorite treat? Favorite <laughs> um, treat. Al meant team, but do you have a favorite uh, treat, Lee? <laughs> well, um, you know, now that I'm back in the UK, I'm definitely going to have some banoffee pie, maybe oh, even in within ooh. about an hour or two from now. Oh, so, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Trick and Big Matt are out looking for a nice little place to have uh, dinner and a few uh, drinks tonight. So, uh, oh, boy. Uh, it'll be on, on the gram. It'll be on the gram if I get some banoffee pie. Okay, good. I hey, saw that you already posted one photo of you yeah. standing in front <laughs> <Yeah>. of some <laughs> sign, I think. Yeah. Listen, I'm out of the Instagram game these days, and I was like, I've got to blast something, but I didn't really know what to blast. So I said, uh, just take a photo of me in front of the M- MCR sign. That'll do. Or MN- MAN. I don't even know what it says there. I'm like, I've got to do something. So uh, I'm going to have to up the game a bit. Hopefully I get a few uh, few good ones at Anfield tomorrow for uh, Liverpool Arsenal, if we get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a photo of you standing outside the yeah. arena searching yeah. for tickets. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, uh, does anybody else have an answer to this? TK, you got one? Uh, when Ronald Acuna went out for the Braves, I thought it was going to be the end of the season. They were 44 mm. and 44. The guy's the best player in the league. Can't lose him and win the World Series. That sounds right. ridiculous. Unless you're Alex Anthopoulos and you bring in Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, and Jorge Soler to come in and mash dingers for the entirety of October. Seemed like the season was over, but you never know how it turns in the postseason. This is a a good one here in the stream team. Uh, Someone that was probably a Warriors fan. My favorite player, David Lee, when he was on Golden State. And then Draymond came in. Sort of balled out and uh, was pretty crucial to the future. Yeah, and then winning a lot of titles. That's going. I guess similar for me, Tass. I don't know about you. Trading DeRozan, you know, a, a staple in Toronto. You're like, oh, well, that's sort of suck. Now, it's a little different because I think we had all agreed, like, okay, Lowry and DeRozan, it's just not going to work. They're not going to be able to, you know, ultimately win a title. Though LeBron leaves too, you know, perfect timing. And then, of course, they go on to win after trading DeRozan for Kyle, uh, Kawhi Leonard. So. That would be my answer, but it's a little different. That's a great one. Uh, I I kind of had the hots for Eric Bledsoe forever. Yeah, I, I just thought that Eric Bledsoe just just watching his his play so unique, uh, and uh, yeah, I just I just assumed he'd be a great player. And so when Phoenix uh, had him and Goran Dragic, then Isaiah Thomas came around. They had the Guardians of the Galaxy between the three of them, uh, and then Bledsoe apparently was in a hair salon and he didn't want to be there anymore so he tweeted whatever happened there he was the worst of the year winner i and he left i just you know i felt i felt like they would miss him but uh didn't really happen i mean they figured it out after a while and uh eric bledsoe yeah i was wrong i was wrong i thought he'd be great uh i him and Dragic, i thought would be phenomenal in the western conference but it didn't work out 
All right, one more question here. Having fun on the beach. Hey, guys. Every time an unsportsmanlike event happens in the NBA, people talk about the, quote, respect for the game. When Jokic was thrown out, the Miami Heat had to choose a Nuggets player to shoot the free throws for the flagrant foul. They chose Bull Bull. He didn't look happy about it. <laughs> he probably felt disrespected. But the fact he missed both shots doesn't help. Is this a disrespectful rule? Or, <laughs> the counter, if Spolstra chooses a starter, even if it was the worst free throw shooter out there, would he be disrespected in the game by not taking advantage <laughs> of the rule? Wow, it really makes you think. Keep up the good work. That's from uh, Fernanda. So, Trey, uh, <laughs> what do you think of this uh, dilemma here? Are, are, you know, it does come up a lot. Got to respect the game, respect the game. Is this respecting the game when you pick the worst free throw shooter to shoot them if the guy can't do it? Uh, this is a t- tough question to answer. <laughs> I do think that you are respecting the game by picking the absolute worst free throw shooter and that free throw shooter should come off the bench. I mean, surely there are times, like it actually happened last night, another sort of weird disrespectful thing. Taco Fall came in for like the last point nine yep. seconds. They threw him a lob right at the rim, but he got fouled, so he had to go to the free throw line and shoot free throws. And that's the guy you want shooting free throws. If you're the Warriors, that was a crazy looking form there. But yeah. you have to pick a guy off the bench because it adds to the drama, right? Just like Fernandez saying, Bull Bull didn't look happy. And that's kind of what it looks like when you pick that guy number 15 off the bench and they're like, oh, what? <laughs> it takes them forever to get their clothes off. Yeah, they got to yeah. go to the scores table. They got to check in. They got to come to the free throw line. They got to check in with everybody. All right, here's what we're doing on defense because we're going to have to foul right away afterwards. There's a lot of built-in tension there. And it gives that free throw shooter a chance to be the hero because it's like, we were not expecting this guy to come into the game at all. Suddenly he has to make two clutch free throws. So yeah, I think it's disrespecting the game if you pick a starter because it doesn't give the opponent a chance to be a hero in a situation <laughs> they don't want. But it is a coach's wet dream to take a terrible shooter and be like, you have to shoot that yeah. shot and you don't want to. So it's a hilarious rule for sure. Uh, maybe it's just disrespecting the game, Lee. I'm sure you would agree not being able to shoot free throws at a decent clip. Uh, listen, I was just going to say, Bol Bol's been complaining about not getting enough minutes and opportunities. Here's two free points. The other team's just saying, shoot him, go out and knock him in, man. Don't complain about it. Now, he wasn't complaining himself, but you don't be miserable about it. It's the same with Bagley. I know Bagley's had a rough time in Sacramento. When the coach says, come and play, go out and play then and prove him wrong. So, right. you know, yeah, if you're knocking free throws, then no one can embarrass you. So just... Make practice your free throws, kids. <laughs> practice your free throws, kids. Yeah, there it is. Uh, anything to add, Tass, to Fernanda's email here? It was a dilemma of an email, but I needed to include it. <laughs> ah, I'm glad you did. There's so many parts to it. Yeah, the guy, if you're 15th on the on the bench, the 15th guy, it's like double-edged sword. Yeah, I get to play. Right. Uh, this is pretty cool. I get to hit a couple of free throws, but also this is why I get to play. for for two lousy free throws it's tough but you gotta bang them home that's it's a crazy rule when you think about it you know yeah i mean it's like should be a guy on the floor i kind of think but it's almost like you wish they did it in other sports where you're like you get to pick a free uh, a field goal kicker and stuff like that (laughs) like hey you you try (laughs) your best effort see that leg Uh, (laughs) Uh, speaking of free throws were any of you watching the Cavs broadcast probably on League Pass 2 where it doesn't go to commercial break and like you get the in arena cameras because they had a free throw battle or like little contest which a lot of these places do the guy had to roll like 
uh, two giant uh, die, like dice. So he rolls them, they bounce around, and whatever the number is, he has to hit that many free throws in, I think it's 45 seconds. Lee, you would have loved this. I should have clipped it. Uh, he rolls a one, and then he rolls a two. So he's only had to hit three. Like, it's uh, like, you can't do much better in terms of yeah. rolling the dice. He stepped to the line. The guy's like, all right, we'll start the clock. You got to hit three in 45 seconds. Let's go. This guy, boom, boom, boom. He hits three, but the person running the game's like, uh, keep going. Uh, let's see how many. <laughs> the guy was Disrespectful. like. Disrespectful. It was uh, like, so he had already won, but he was such in the zone. He was like Lee Ellis at the line. He was yeah. just like a, like a robot and he hit a lot and then he really went cold. But the clock was still going, and I think the guy running the game was like, hmm, what do I do now? Do, like, I just say, all right, that's enough, or do I just play out the clock? He ultimately yeah. said, let's just play out the clock, and then the guy caught fire again, which was really fun. But the guy mm. splashed. I, I didn't keep track, yeah. but it must have been, like, 12 free throws in 45 I would have kept shooting, though, as well. Once you're knocking a few, you're just like, You? I'd say, come, just just keep throwing the ball to me until they say, get off, you've played already. Uh, that's what you do. If you get a chance, you just keep on shooting. Those in-court, uh, in-game uh, activities, though, are pretty fun because you do see some dudes who are like, right, I, I know I'm money when I'm out there. And you see some others who was just like, oh. <laughs> it's like... There was a... I was watching another game two nights ago, I think it was. And this guy, he airballed. He must have airballed like nine straight free throws. <laughs> who, who was And you start with? feeling bad for me. Like, oh, man. I was with someone, I think, at the Fortress where the guy went up maybe the half-court shot and he missed it like one of us at Vegas. Yeah. And he did the turnaround to the crowd where he was like, that was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so weird. Maybe I was by myself, but uh, it was it was he brought the entertainment anyway. He didn't care yeah. if he didn't make the shot. <laughs> I do think it's an interesting question, Lee, especially you. If you got chosen to do this, forty-five seconds. Let's say you got to hit six. Do you rush your free throw routine because you want to get more attempts up, or do you take your time and do whatever you do? I can't remember if you're a one dribble, two dribble man, spin it up or whatever. Like yeah. that is the the you know it's like do you stick with what you know but you're only going to get X amount of shots up or do you rush it and get away more shots up and like and help your chance? I, I think you try to uh, accomplish the goal first. So if it's six, you're like, all right, I've got six. I don't need to rush through these six. Just knock them in. And then if you've knocked in six and you've got 10 seconds to go, then you just start firing away because it's it's house money at that point. Well, yeah. But what if you, you do your routine, you miss yeah. your first two, then you're going to start panicking. Now you're like, oh God, I got to get more uh, shots up here, right? Honestly, I don't think I'd panic because I'd know it'd be like, no, I mean, I'm not trying to be a, a you know a hero. I'm just saying you'd either be too long or too short or to the side. And you're like, it's a simple correction. Then you're like, okay, now I've locked in. So it, 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 honestly, after two shots, after two shots, you, you kind of know where the radar is and you just have to correct it. And you, then, you, then you feel confident that you can start knocking in a few. All right. Oh, we, we should talk to somebody with the Hawks. I don't know if they do the free throw challenge uh, during a timeout, but I'd love to see Lee have a go. Especially I'd love to see you fail so we could tell you to practice oh, your free yeah. throws. It'd be amazing. That would <laughs> well, be remember that media game. I mean, sure, I hit the game championship winner, but I had sure. one free throw and I missed it. I missed it. I'm so glad I actually saved my night that night by having people talk about the championship winner because I was like, oh, of all the people to get one free throw worth two points in that game and I clunked it. Oh. It still is out there somewhere. It is on its line somewhere. That game <laughs> still exists. So, yeah. Track it down, stream oh. team. Uh, the true greats, man, it's the losses that stick with them. Anybody could hit the game-winning championship, but missing a two-point free throw lives with you. Uh. Tough, tough.
All right, guys, keep your questions coming. Email them in nodunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc or leave them in the YouTube comments. Going to take one more break when we come back. Fun, fun tweet of the night. Pick them results and rapid fire fun. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back with the No Dunk Drop podcast. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well, it was an infamous moment. NBA Finals Game 1 2008. Paul Pierce left the floor on a wheelchair. He was holding his knee. Looked like he really injured himself. And then he came back. It was less than two minutes that he missed of actual game time. And then the YouTube videos started flowing. And they were wondering, why the hell did he leave the floor for just two minutes? Somebody zoomed in on his shorts. There was a dark stain. Was it a stain at all? Well, people speculated. It was fecal matter. It was poop. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then, then, then Paul Pierce couldn't live it down. So when he was on, what did I miss with Michelle Beadle on the Athletics podcast this week? Michelle asked him about it. Yep. Paul defended himself. Come on. If you poop your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair? You don't sit down on your poop, right? Paul, that's Paul's defense. How dare you think? That I left the floor because I pooped my pants because it doesn't make sense. Uh, doesn't it's no, there's no logic. I wouldn't sit on poop, which uh, as a, as the dads know here, I mean you don't want your kid to sit on poop. No, uh, <laughs> doesn't make sense. But uh, you know what? Simply I also don't want. I don't sense. want if I'm on national television. I also don't want poop coming down my leg. <laughs> That's my counter. Would so, you prefer pee sit on it? What's that? <laughs> Would you no. prefer he pierced his pants? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but with, with the, using the using the kids' analogy, though, Tass, you also don't like it when they lie when they've clearly pooped their pants. Paul Pierce. <laughs> he may as well at this point, if he wants people to stop talking about it, just say, "Yeah, okay, I pooped my pants." 
I pooped my pants. I won a championship and finals MVP. <laughs> yeah. Name me one other person who's done that. Yeah. One other person. That's right. Lean into the poop. It, you must lean into the poop. But I got to disagree. I think you do want your kid lying to you because that means they know the difference between a lie and the truth. That means they think it. They got a brain. Uh, 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 so, uh, so, but I, I don't know. Where do you, what's your guys' take? Uh, well, I have a couple right. thoughts. A couple thoughts. One, Beetle coming in hot here with the new podcast. I, I got to be honest. I even told you guys. I know Paul Pierce is going on our podcast because they're good friends, having worked on NBA Countdown. Didn't think it was going to be in week one, show two, I think this was. <laughs> Beetle. Think next level thinking in the podcast game. You know, you start with the bangers. Uh, so Poop get on this quote. I mean, yeah, show number two. <laughs> yeah, the numbers I, I assume uh, through the roof. Hopefully, she's number two on the charts after this. Hey, hi ho. Um, so that's great. Two uh, again. Um, it's amazing when you think about it. Paul Pierce was just named to the NBA's all-time greatest seventy-five players list. He has the accolades. He has the title, the Finals MVP, and we talk about this incident a hundred times more than his career. Amazing. So I think I'm sort of with you, Lee. If anything, if he really wants to get this narrative to go away, he almost has to like <laughs> say he did shit himself. He did. He did say that. He said yeah. it on ESPN at some point. I think to yeah, Michelle right. Beadle. So you just have to imagine that anytime they're together, she's just checking in to see if he really <laughs> pooped his pants or not. Even if he didn't, it's clear <laughs> that Paul Pierce, a top 76 NBA player of all time, <laughs> thinks about pooping his pants a lot. So even if he didn't do it, it's pretty funny that he's still talking about it. But um, I don't know. I think there's an opportunity for Beetle to have a spinoff podcast where she asks athletes the last time they had a bathroom malfunction and called it, what did I piss? Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, people were saying on Twitter, like tweeting at me because I was loving this quote and the graphic from The Athletic and all that. Somebody said, this could be right out of a Succession episode, and then you could read it as Tom or Greg, and it's perfect in so many ways, like, especially the, uh, you don't sit down on your poop, right? As a question mark. Uh, right? It's great. And then, you know, people are saying, you know, this guy is denying it so many times that he probably did it. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Very funny. That's so. It's so confusing. Yeah, because I, I am going through the history of Poopgate here. <laughs> I'm deep in Poopgate, and as oh, Trey careful. said, 2019, uh, Michelle Beadle did ask him on air, and it seemed like Pierce said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Just, just to end the conversation. Right, right. <laughs> just to finish it off. But then he took to Twitter and he said, "Sorry to bust y'all haters." Sorry to bust y'all haters bubble, but the only pooping I did June 5th, 2008 was on the Lakers. Right, right, right. right. Uh, That's That's a good line, too, actually. That is a good line, yeah. The only (laughs) shit I took was on the Lakers, yeah. Yeah, good good, uh, quote here from, uh, what's his name, Ignatius Rupertos. I'm going to have to have Paul Pierce on for pooping packs. We'll do it on the we'll do it on the can when we do it. <laughs> you sit, yeah, we'll film it. You're both sitting down in a in two years. And I'll say I'll say what That's was this good. guy like to go against? And he goes, he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Uh, yeah. No, you know, it's perfect. <laughs> we should be doing all poppin' packs in bathroom stalls because you're always like, you don't want us to see the card. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're looking, yeah. and then you can pass it under and stuff like that. Okay. And then with checklist card, instead of ripping it up and eating it, you use it to wipe your ass and throw it down the toilet. Yeah, this is perfect. Uh, all right. Wow. Great, uh, great last second tweet of the night there from uh, The Athletic by way of Michelle Beadle and Paul Pierce. I'm going to have to fire this one up. This. <laughs> I got to hear it in his own words. Yeah, I got to hear how he says it. You know, you just read the text. You're applying your, uh, <laughs> your own opinion to it. I want to hear it in his own words. Um, great stuff. Okay. Pick up results from last night brought to you by BetMGM. We had the Wizards heat game. Miami was favored by seven and a half. I swerved. I told you yesterday I wasn't all that in love with the Wizards pick. I didn't know Dinwiddie was not playing. I really should have uh, probably done a little more research on that, keeping him out of a back-to-back situation there. So he did not play. That hurt their chances. And the Heat sort of uh, crushed him in the end, got the victory. Tass is at 11-3 here in November. Lee goes to 9-5. and five. And then the battle here for last place, Trey goes to 7-7, seven and seven, and I fall to 6-8. and eight, So I'm a game behind. TK in the standings. What's our game tonight, Tess? Big slate tonight and a big game. Historical battle. The Lakers visit the Boston Celtics. Oh, <laughs> Paul Pierce boot game. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Uh, wow. Celtics are favored by two and, two and a half points. LeBron has been upgraded to questionable for the first mm. time in uh, two and a half weeks. LeBron may play. Mm. So that's got to factor into our decisions. Let's see who we took. Mm. I was comfortable taking the Boston Celtics, as was Skeets, despite LeBron's status. Trey yeah. Lee jumping on the Lakers bandwagon. Yeah, well, remember when it was uh, Paul Pierce jersey retirement? What happened that night? LeBron pooped on that night. Mm. LeBron back in Boston. Is he going to poop on the Celtics again tonight? Mm-hmm. Should be another know. classic night in the Sharton. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Thanks, uh, oh, the, the, the TP Sharton. <laughs> nice. no, that's better. That's better. Okay, we're almost done here. Let's end this drop podcast with a little rapid fire fun. JD, you got the questions this week. Let's get to it. Yeah, so this first one comes from Andrew in the Czech Republic who writes, At the beginning of this season, I thought it would be great to start writing down the funny moments from each moment. Uh, from each episode and then create a compilation for you. I wanted all these top five Mike and facts or top five Greg's to live on. Uh, I have been keeping track of these moments uh, for the last month. And then I saw a best of October video on your YouTube page. <laughs> Shout out to Sergio Calado for that one. Uh, thanks, Sergio. Uh, he put that together for us. But anyways, Andrew asks, when have you started something and spent considerable time on it only to find out it was pointless? Trey. To keep marigolds looking good, uh, you have to deadhead them. So like when the blooms go, you got to pull them out and you can hang on to those because you can you can replant them because they got seeds and you can use the color from the petals like as a dye. So I collected these for for like almost a year, probably. Just like any time I would deadhead them, throw them into a jar, hang on to them later. Then I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to harvest my own dye. I'm going to tie-dye my own shirt with dye that I grew. Then I looked up the ratios of how many marigolds you needed. I needed like 20 times more marigolds. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this is stupid. I guess I'll just buy dye like every other person out there. So 
Yeah, you need a lot of marigolds to actually use it for fabric. Wow, it's Good one. crazy that it's deadheading it to tie-dye most probably a deadhead. <laughs> exactly, it was perfect. I thought it was going to be an ideal situation, but uh, should have planted a bit more, I guess. You just blew my mind. Skeets! Yeah, I got a weird answer to this one. Uh, one of the first NFTs I got into was All-Star Freaks, which is, uh, you know, the best way to explain it is like a digital collectible card of athletes and personalities. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I started like an Excel sheet tracking all of them. And like they were coming out like one or two at a time. So it was sort of easy at first, but I don't know why I was doing it. I think I was like, just wanted to like keep track of all the players and stuff like that. I put like hours, hours of like bookkeeping into this to suddenly realize, A, why am I doing this? And then, oh, they're already doing this, right. like all-star freaks themselves. <laughs> like I, I thought I was maybe doing something for the community and it was like turned out like two or three other people had already done it and were doing it better than I was. It was it was a real like, that was a, a good three, four, five hours wasted, but Ow. yeah, there it is. Yeah. Always count on the internet, right? Yeah. That's right. Somebody that's else right. is always... That's a life lesson. Somebody else is always doing it. <laughs> that's right, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Like, I should have looked up... I should have typed into YouTube, how many marigolds does it take to tie-dye a shirt? Yeah. And there would be, yeah. like, a thousand videos with millions of views there. Somebody's always thought of something. <laughs> Crazy. Tassie. Well, here comes the cool guy talking about recycling again, uh, because uh, I do a lot of recycling around my house, and uh, you know I will follow the rules and clean out all of the food from a plastic container, all the sediment, get it out of there, get it out of a jar, I'll peel the labels off of packaging, I'll take staples out of bags. I will go the extra mile. Danielle will ask me, why are you doing that? And I say, well doing it properly but i've heard recycling experts say people who don't do it properly who throw in stuff that shouldn't be recycled it actually ruins the entire batch your entire shipment that's in a truck mm. uh, goes to waste because somebody didn't recycle something properly yeah and i just find that so hard to believe so sometimes i think why am I doing this? If the guy next door is throwing in his K-cup capsules that can't be recycled, if that entire packaging or in the, that, that entire dump truck of stuff is wasted, yeah, it could be a waste of time. Yeah, it's just such a complicated thing to me. The whole truck. The whole truck. Yeah, see, there, there's yeah, so many know. questions about recycling that they yeah, need to do a better yeah. job of clarifying. Because I've heard that too, Tass. I've also heard here in Atlanta... That it's like a waste of your time to actually recycle because they do it. Like, they, makes, yeah, like, no, they not, pick and sort. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So what you're doing, the extra level, is like it's not needed because there's people that are paid to them. But I'm like, I don't know if any of this is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, it, I do think it is different from, you know, region to region or like area to area. Yeah. Uh, That's so. Yeah, oh. I just love it though. I love yeah. it. I love oh, picking off it. labels. Keep doing it, man. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard it's to good. get those labels off. I love a I cool will... guy talking about recycling on a podcast. It's <laughs> always good. Cool recycling. It's, it's, it's honestly not a no dunks podcast, especially yeah. a drop podcast. And there's a unless there's a little recycling. Talk. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay, next one. After a couple of down years, the Warriors could be beginning their second dynasty. What's something you used to dominate? but are now set to make a mighty return in Trey. 
I would love to play Wiffle Ball again because I would say probably five nights out of seven per week, I fall asleep dreaming of throwing Wiffle Ball pitches. Like, I I can map out exactly how I would pitch a pitcher. Uh, a bat, like, my first... I'm going for an outside fastball on the outside corner. Then I'm going for a changeup on the outside corner. Then I'm throwing a slider outside to get you to chase on 0-2. Looking like a straight up <laughs> fool. Are you kidding me? I haven't played wiffle ball in like probably 15 years at this point, but man, I just love to twirl that plastic. Hey, your girls <laughs> must be ready to get out there with the bat and take some pitches from dad. Yeah, they can't he wants to throw heat, heaters. Though. Yeah, yeah, I want to throw like a 70 mile an hour wiffle ball. I want my yeah. arm to be hurting here. I used to be a super nerd and I would just go out in the driveway and pitch a wiffle ball against the garage door. Just throwing it against the garage door as like a 15 and 16 year old. Mm. I could have been like practicing how to throw an actual baseball. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just wanted to be ready. Uh, finally paid off in college. We won our intramural championship, but I retired then. And now it's kind of like, I don't know. I just haven't put any effort into finding a wiffle ball league, but that would be fun. I was I was throwing a ball against a garage the other day as a 40 year old man. There we go. That's wow. always fun. That's fun. Yeah. Well, if you ever need a, a, a child to throw a ball at, I'll send my uh, kid over for you guys. <laughs> uh, my, my answer to this, it's a stretch to use the word dominate because I was not doing that, but I'm uh, set to make my mighty return to run in a marathon. Get ready. Uh, you know, I talked about this with Paul Flannery, actually, in his running newsletter, but I sort of lost the, the running love there for a little bit. Yeah, was it the pandemic? Was it getting a house? Was it getting a dog? Was it just sort of like losing the uh, desire because there was no races? I sort of need that as a goal. Probably all of the above, but getting back out there, starting to put the miles back in, uh, doing some long runs with my buddy Jared, and uh, we're circling circling a marathon in Washington State we might go and run Ooh. in the summer. It might be during the NBA Finals, which is going to be uh, a little bit of an issue. But, yeah, we might go run that and hopefully get us back to, to Boston at one point. Well, he's actually running Boston in April, but uh, I won't be running it this year. But 2023, I hope to be back in Boston. So that's my answer. Damn. Not dominating. Again, that's what you asked, but a mighty return. Let's right. call it that. We, well, we're the, times were, the times were good this weekend. Sorry to interrupt there, JD. You were out there, what? It was an 8, eight or 12-mile run. The times were okay. Last weekend, yeah, we did a long one. I think I got up to 12, 12 and a half. Well, that's like a half marathon. Yeah, I didn't expect to go that long, but it was beautiful in the mm. A. Sometimes you head out the door and it's like, I just want to be outside. I don't want to get back home in front of my computer. So, yeah, we just, it's like Forrest Gump out there, man. You just, <laughs> just run. Run, uh, skates, run. That's right. Well, they got the, they did the big part of the new belt line. Not to bore uh. everyone here that don't know about Atlanta, <laughs> but there's a big whole part now that uh, they've paved, and it's awesome. You can go super, super far, so that's what we did. Damn. Tassie. Yep. I don't know my answer to this question. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I used to love video games. I used to, used to really be into it, and now uh, I, I finally purchased a Nintendo Switch. It took me till like, this past Christmas. Wow. I say every freaking year. I, I said every year, like, I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to get back into it. I could never get into 2K, and that was what I thought would get me into it. And I've, I'm back, and I'm back on the course. I'm back on the the racetrack specifically. I'm a shy guy in Mario Kart, and I'm kicking ass. The shy guy, just, it's the type of guy, guy who always goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, way faster than my wife, way faster than my kids, <laughs> my four-year-old nice. child. Can't touch me. Oh, God, enjoy. Is that it. the only? Is that the only game you have? 
No, I got a few. Uh, oh, you do? I got a dance-a-thon game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got another Paw Patrol game. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pawn, pawn around. Uh, I got I have Mario Party. It's not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah good fun. time. Party yeah. games are great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little slow. Mario Party's all a little... <laughs> takes forever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, last one, guys. There's been a lot of anger in the No Dunks universe this week. We heard a guy in Philly so furious at Ben Simmons, he brushed off a car accident he was involved in on live on the radio. Over on No Buffs, we talked about how Leanna on Survivor simply cannot let her grudge with Xander go. And me, I lost my temper over people complaining about time. Talk about that thing that annoys you that you're laser focused on and can never let it go. Trey. I'm not a guy who gets annoyed very easily. Like yesterday I talked about how I hate ham and how ham sucks and it definitely does, but there are a lot of people out there who like ham and it's like, if you want to eat ham, go ahead and eat ham. The only really annoying thing I could think of was I went on an adult ghost tour once. Tour guide told us, it's after 10 o'clock, so oh, you right. can drink if you want, and you can say whatever the hell you want. So right, right away, I said, jizz, horse cock. <laughs> the guy was furious, but <laughs> he said there were no <laughs> rules about swearing, so we went to the dining room, which they call the dying room, which is pretty good, honestly. Yeah, it's it's a ghost good. tour. I asked the tour guide, did any of these fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick <laughs> or a dingleberry. He was heated. He was pissed, Lee. Took me to the back room, told me I was ruining the tour. He told me to stop trying to be funny. He told me it was the worst day he ever had on his job. So I told him, I'm not trying to be funny, not trying to get a laugh. I don't want anybody to have their worst day at their jobs. All I want to know is if any of these fuckers <laughs> ever blast out of the wall and have like a huge cums chop. You're <laughs> still mad. I told them you can't change the rules just because you don't like how I'm doing it. Somewhere our wires got crossed. He was saying, we're allowed to swear, and I was saying big fat load of cum and horse cock, <laughs> and he was getting mad. So they ended up kicking me out of the tour. My mom came to get me, drove wow. me home, didn't make any friends, still pretty peeved about it, can't wow. let it go. What do you think, Lee? Uh, horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's our last show. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, uh, skates. Oh, I don't know how I follow that. That is a crazy story. Um, but I just get so annoyed with this one cupboard door in my bathroom that will not close perfectly. You've and mentioned this before. I have. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's killing me, JD, because it's on my wife's side of the uh, of the bathroom. It's uh, like her sink. It's below her sink, and it doesn't bother her. Like she closes it, and it doesn't close perfectly. There's like an inch stays open on the one side. And every time I go into the bathroom because of my OCD, I literally fix it every time. 
and I don't know what to do. I mean, I need to just fix it itself. But you ever try fixing like a cupboard yeah, door? It's like impossible. you know how like the hit, like oh, it's such a dance. Like the, I'm gonna make it worse. That's what I know it's gonna happen. So that's why I've been leaving it and I just do it. But holy crap, does it annoy me? But it's like it is my OCD. I don't know what it. I can't not fix it when I go into the bathroom. And I'm like, you know, I'm dropping Paul Pierce deuces left and right. <laughs> here, so uh, yeah, anyway. I'll send over a guy to fix it for you. I got a, I got a guy. He's he's very good at cupboards. But do you know what I'm talking about? Like with those things, oh, yeah. those are very difficult to like get yeah. perfect. There has to be a secret to it that we don't know about, totally. like a little trick or something. But totally. see, I, I would, even though I I don't I have one that's broken in my house. I would have trouble calling someone to do it. Oh, I agree. I, I'm just like I should be able to do oh, it, but I, I also not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm just, yeah. just gonna let it roll. Exactly. Uh, bring us home, Tess. Sure, sure. I don't know how I follow those two up, but uh, I've uh, I got a problem with people who won't come up and speak to you face to face when they got an issue with you. Now it's about a specific issue. Uh, there's uh, the people are cutting down some trees in my neighborhood, and that's you know it, it, it's entirely fine to question those people. Do you have permits? You want to preserve the trees? I get it, but there's people out there who are sneaking up on properties and taking photos so they can send to the city wow. and it's happened it happened also at my my old house uh it's, it's the same thing as a, another person did it here in this neighborhood yeah I had people come up coming up and asking the uh um the tree guys hey are there permits that's fine those people are, are fine but they're also other people who are just sneaking on taking photographs so they get their evidence so they can do whatever the hell they're going to do with it right. nothing um, but anyway, let's come have a conversation. Right. Ring the doorbell. Let's talk. Let me explain yeah. what's going on. Right, right. Let's talk about arborists. That's a pretty cool gig if you can get it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you want to talk botany? Let's talk botany, man. But don't be don't be sneaking up and taking stupid photos. You got to zoom in and just... Anyways, people are weird. That's all. That's annoying. People are and weird. that right. is rapid fire. And that's a long episode of the Drop Podcast. Ah, it's okay. It's Friday. And next week, it is Thanksgiving week. So we will not have a full slate of shows. Uh, I believe the plan, though, is JD. Correct me if I'm wrong. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No buffs on Wednesday night following the episode uh, airing on the East Coast. And then we'll be off Thursday and Friday. Do I have that right? That is absolutely correct. Yes. Oh, there you go. That's why we don't feel too bad giving you a long drop podcast here to head into the weekend. But we'll be back on Monday to recap the NBA weekend winners and losers. If uh, one pops into your mind or you think that would make a good one, let us know on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. Leave it in the YouTube comments below this vid or email it in no dunks at theathletic.com. Get your No Dunks gear over at nodunks.com as we get closer and closer to the holidays. Got some new shirts. If you're only joining us here on a Friday, dropped them earlier this week. Got a classic factory shirt. And for all you Pacers fans, we got a no-dunk shirt. I actually saw, I think it was Worldwide Wob tweeting that the Pacers are dead last in dunks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't do any fact-checking on it, but, you know, you can usually trust Worldwide Wob. So uh, that that Pacers shirt is amazing now. Hopefully they stay dead last. Uh, So you can go grab those over at nodunks.com or breakingtea.com. Slash no dunks. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. And again, we'll see you Monday. Lily, man, I hope you get to this soccer match. 
Uh, I can't wait to see your Instagram account. Uh, anything else you're getting up to uh, over there? In, in- uh, just going to be down chases with the lads, having a few pints. Uh, oh. Lager for me, lager for lager. Big Matt, lager for Trigger, sometimes cider. So cider. different yeah. drinks for different needs. That's right. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll talk to Lee hopefully again on Monday with the whole crew here. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And all you out there who uh, tune in for two hours of this, thank you for being a fan. (laughs) Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay baseball fans this is Derek Van Riper now that spring training games are underway opening day is just a few weeks away Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on rates and barrels whether you're a seasoned fantasy player a baseball stats junkie or just someone who wants to learn more about the game join us for four episodes each week this season including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.